the central existential problem for most beings is a lack of moral strength. And this plagues people at different levels. One is the lack of the strength to stop pretending one believes in one's ego identity and all of its self-sabotaging sanskaras. And so the lack of moral strength to face the truth of one's imposture as an ego is usually because one cannot face the anxiety of admitting one doesn't know who one is and what life is about or any of the pretenses that the ego assumes and suffers from. And then the lack of moral strength at that second level of anxiety at one's cluelessness as to one's being is the lack of strength to sit in the unknowing the cloud of unknowing, if you will, until the mystery reveals itself as the self. But even after that happens, there are decisions to be made. Now Krishnamurti always talks about being in a state of choiceless awareness. But for most people that's an unreality. We are constantly making choices. And the question is, do you have the strength to make the right choice? At the moment when the impulse to make the wrong choice is at its most powerful, do you have the moral strength to forbear, to forgive, to forego? to refrain, restrain, to redeem oneself. At the moment when one's strength is being tested to the utmost. In the Jewish tradition, it is spoken that we have a yetzer hara and a yetzer hatov, right? An evil impulse and a good impulse. 
Christians talk about having an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. And which are you listening to? And so long as there is duality, these two voices within are going to clamor for your attention and your allegiance. And the first question of discernment is, can you tell the angel from the devil? But the second one is, when you do know that it's the angel telling you to do something, but you don't feel like you have the strength to do it, then where do you get it? The angel doesn't give it to you. And advice is cheap. And so to face those core issues that require the moral power, to make a choice that will usually bring pain, but release suffering. And it's in those moments that the difference between pain and suffering become clear. Because the suffering is the issue of the lack of moral strength. That's what we suffer over and what we feel remorse for. The pain we can handle. And so the question of God comes in here because non-duality doesn't help you much, not as a concept, certainly, when you're in duality. And the right choice isn't being made spontaneously. The mind of the individual is still separate from the mind of the Supreme Self. And then the question comes, if that Supreme Self is almighty, then the might we're talking about is the moral strength to make the right choice in every moment. Isn't it this that we want from God more than any other gift? Because it takes a lot of strength to have compassion takes a lot of strength to say no to addictions. It takes a lot of strength to say yes to giving to the other, to go out of one's way, to serve, to help. And to know when to say no, to know when to set boundaries. And to know when no rules or principles of conduct suffice and one must act even against conventional morality at times in order to do something that you know is right that no one would agree is right. And so the question of moral strength is intertwined with that of the subtlety of one's perception of reality. And ultimately of the self. 
that is real. Because the false self, by its very nature, cannot make accurate discernments in regard to these subtle choices that are very nuanced. nor even deal with the very concrete, gross kinds of questions of breaking a vow that is obviously an important vow to keep. And so the question of moral strength, because one knows one lacks that strength, if one is honest with oneself. And that one will cycle around again and again to face the core issues of the ego, those key moments at which one falls, one collapses, one cannot sustain oneself in the face of a temptation or a, a fear or an addictive impulse. And at that point, how does one gain the moral strength that is needed to make the right choice and to break through the ever-recurring cycle of failure and remorse? How do we cultivate moral strength? Isn't that essentially what meditation is for? through the surrender to the source of strength, to be filled with that power, to make the right choice. And when that surrender is complete, it is a transfusion of that power from God to the individual self. Isn't that what we mean by union with God? that there is no strength differential at the moment of truth. And here is where the importance of non-duality does come in. Because it is only when the consciousness recognizes that the ego has no strength and the ego is not one's self that the space of emptiness opens so that the surrender to God can become authentic, not simply some show of bhakti. that is in itself only half-hearted. Yes, God, take away my suffering, but not my jouissance. That kind of a petition can never succeed. But in the non-duality that is recognizable at that moment when one has 
dissolve the identification with the ego, with the body, with the history, with the sanskaras, and enters the cloud of unknowing. To make the clear conversion of frame of reference at that moment to the realization that one is the mystery. One is the unknown and unknowable self. And that the choice is really to remain as that unknowable self that is not an actor, but the pure presence, the witness. That self never falls into weakness. That self can observe the game, but without playing it. And has the power to dissolve the devilish voice that wants to convince you to take the wrong path. It is that self of God who is indeed choiceless awareness. And it is Shiva alone who then has the power to eliminate the illusion of choice that is always created in order to justify making the wrong choice. Because really, from that perspective of the absolute that you are, there is no choice. And so the only choice to make, which requires the ultimate moral strength, is to let the ego die and realize you are that ultimate mystery that is also the ultimate omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence that is the one and only source of every kind of power. And that moral strength is part of the power of God to sustain the world, because without that strength it is destroyed, corrupted, it withers away and dies, subject to the death drive at an individual and collective and planetary level, as we are now in the midst of. But through the absolute realization of consciousness, that there is no world, that the field in which the choices seem to be made is a dream, the purpose of which is to test our moral strength and our wisdom to make the choice 
that the only meaning of life, the only reason that we can give to answer the question, why am I here? Whether in the total existential sense of life or the particulars of the situation you find yourself in at any moment, is always to discover the moral strength to gain victory over illusion, over darkness, over evil, over suffering. Because until that victory is attained, there is nothing to celebrate in life, only to mourn, to grieve, to feel dread, anxiety, lack, loss. And it's to compensate for that that we fall into our jouissances that just produce more suffering. And when we see all of that, and the destination of the ego because of its lack of strength, there is no choice but to realize the one power that saves us from the quicksand of devastation. It is because ultimately there is no choice. But the illusion of time gives us the illusion that we can make the choice tomorrow, not today. That we wait and succumb to the tendency to continue the tendency of the sanskaras of weakness. And if self-realization means anything, it means only that it is this moment now in which the choice of the choiceless awareness of the purity of being that is the power to live impeccably and to value that moral strength more highly than life itself to be willing to die, but not to fail oneself. That is the only way that life can be lived honorably. It is when this Rubicon has been crossed that the throne of the self becomes available. But this rite of passage alone will complete the journey to Jivan Mukti. May we have the strength not to avoid and delay having the strength. And to know that it is given but it is given to the real self.
and that if there is a feeling of lack of strength, it is because one has not chosen yet to live as one's real self. And this is the issue rather than what seems to be the decision to be made in the moment, but this much larger decision, which is the one decision to surrender to God and to live a life that is holy, divine, and fully empowered. And those three are equivalent terms. Or live a life of shame, anxiety, remorse, confusion, unending perplexity, because you can't figure anything out because you have refused to accept who you are. May the choice of this acceptance of the Supreme Self and the humility that allows the emptiness of all the egoic chatter that blocks this realization from being recognized in its full urgency of the now. And all tendencies of avoidance of making this choice dissolve so that freedom is attained. And the power of the self may be used for the creation of a world of divine beings who have created and sustained that world through the power of truth that refuses to live a lie. Among all the yamas and niyamas, that vow that we take to live in truthfulness is the most important. It includes all the others. Peace is also a gift that comes from the possession of moral strength. May we inquire today and explore the question of our own strength and of how to cultivate moral strength. I would like this to be a Sangha project, that we create a program for accelerating the attainment of greater moral strength and for ways of 
transfusing others with that power? How do we overcome the illusion of weakness? How do we face the roots of those weaknesses? And how do we gain strength as quickly as possible and use that power in very practical day-to-day -day ways to live life more successfully, more joyously, more peacefully? and to remain as the self abiding in the inner stillness. Let us do this work and we will gather and share the results of our own individual investigations and come up with a program for helping those who come to the ashram to gain that strength to live lives that are truly divine. Namaste. Namaste.